How many times per day do you tell your students that if they believe in themselves, they can achieve anything? So what we say is, hey, if you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything. Come on now. What they hear is, hey, if you believe in yourself, you can achieve anything. In other words, they're not buying what you're selling. And there's two reasons. One, you don't believe it. And two, because you aren't accomplishing your dreams, perhaps. In this episode, I break down why believing in yourself is the ultimate key to getting what you want. I challenge you to put your actions where your mouth is, learn how to handle the uncomfortable and scary obstacles in your path, and practice your skill of believing harder. When we start believing in ourselves, then students will take that cue and start believing in themselves. I want you to stop talking about it and start doing something about it. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. I'm going to talk today about believing in yourself. Don't worry, this isn't a, you know, a, hey everybody, let's just believe in ourselves and we'll sit here and hum. Hmm, oh, isn't that great? Don't you feel fuzzy inside? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, hey, isn't this great? It's, it's, uh... I got 45 students in my class. I believe in myself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. I'm talking about believing in yourself, truly believing in yourself. And it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen instantly. So what we really need to understand when we talk about believing in ourselves, by the way, uh, I've been teaching for over 20 years. I have gone through extensive life coach training. I uh, am not a life coach. I prefer teaching. Uh, My wife is a life coach. She's a professional life coach. I, I help her with, with certain parts of her business, and then she helps me with this podcast. So she gives me the material, and I make it applicable to teaching. Sometimes I'll tell her, you know, teachers, that, that's not what we're talking about here. So between the two of us, I have over 20 years of teaching experience. She's had a degree. She has a master's degree in family and marriage, marriage and family therapy and uh, has gone from doing therapy to actually life coaching because she feels she can make more of a difference as a life coach than as a therapist. There you go. You just got some background on my family. And I bring this up. I bring this up just to kind of establish my credibility in in doing a podcast episode like this. You might be thinking, well, he's just an ELA teacher. Just an ELA teacher? Really? First of all, don't ever call yourself, I'm just an ELA teacher. It is the most important job at your school, but I'm not just an ELA teacher just kind of spouting off. I I've put these things into practice and uh, and I've gotten uh, assistance from someone who is licensed in the field. So when we talk about believing in ourselves, we need to understand how badly do we want our dream? How badly do you want your dream? First of all, what is your dream? You might be asking yourself, wait, wait, Trent, you mean your dream is to be an ELA teacher? I wouldn't say being an ELA teacher is my dream. Being an ELA teacher is something I enjoy. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy interacting with colleagues, with students. I enjoy seeing progress, and uh, but I wouldn't call it my dream. However, being an ELA teacher has helped me accomplish some of the dreams I've had. Be- because of my career, because of my profession, I've been able to do some really awesome things. It's helped me uh, lifestyle-wise. I've been able to travel. I mean, I took two years off. I was unemployed for two years intentionally and traveled through Central America and in and, and, and Europe. So, uh, you know, I've been I've been able to accomplish things physically, mentally. I'm currently writing a book. I've got this amazing podcast. Have you heard about my podcast? <laughs> got an incredible website, uh, 
being an ELA teacher allows me to spend time with with my children. I have five children, one's in college. And for a long, long part of my career, I was the sole income provider in the family with five young children. My wife spent most of her time taking care of them. So, so yes, so although being an ELA teacher isn't quote unquote my dream, it has allowed me, it's given me something I enjoy and allowed me to accomplish some of my dreams and goals as well. How badly do you want your dream? How badly do you want to spend more time with your family? How badly do you want to travel? How bad? Maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to teach anymore. Maybe you want to do what I do and quit for a couple of years. I was done. I was burnt out. I took two years off and it did wonders for my, for my, uh, career, to be honest with you. Maybe you tell people how much you want your dream, or maybe you just, maybe you think about it all the time, but thinking about your dream and telling people about your dream isn't the same as believing you can have your dream. So what's the difference? The difference between wanting something and believing in yourself enough to get it is the action you take. So if you really believe in yourself, you're going to take the actions necessary to achieve the dream. So just saying you believe it means nothing if you're not willing to take action. Students tell you all the time how much they want straight A's, for example, or believe they can, or, or, or say they believe they can get straight A's, but they're frequently absent and don't turn in assignments. I always, I always know when a student's going to be absent. You get that student who misses like 25 days first semester and second semester starts and they come up and they tell you, I'm going to start coming to school every day. You can almost guarantee that they're going to be absent the next day. I don't know why that is. I've had countless students tell me they were going to play in the NFL or NBA. They don't even try out for the high school team. So do they really believe it? I hear colleagues tell me all the time that they believe they can lose weight as they're cramming donuts down their pie holes. Yeah, teaching can be an unhealthy profession. We sit a lot sometimes, and it's stressful. So it's it's especially if you're new. So uh, yeah, my school we we had some teachers who were especially after the new year wanting to lose weight. It and those who really believed they could took the actions to do it. And those who didn't didn't. It's all about believing in yourself. So so how you'll know that you really believe in yourself is is of course I've addressed this already. You'll know you believe in yourself when you start taking action. So if you're taking action toward a goal, we'll go back to, to the to the losing weight goal. And I, I, I talk about this a lot because I have been through this process. I was, uh, you know, I'm at about 40 pounds down. It's been over a year now. And so I want you to, so if you're taking the actions now, that means you believe in yourself and it tells me you're actually going to accomplish it. And you'll know you believe in yourself when you start taking the risk. When you risk, quote unquote, not eating the donut at the staff meeting. That's a risk. You might think that's not a risk. It is a risk because people are now looking at you. Oh, not eating the donut. You're kind of, even if it's not true, you might feel that way. Or you're taking a risk of I'm passing up on something that's going to give me immediate reward. <laughs> immediate reward, the donut. You're taking that risk. You're giving that up, hoping for something better. Now, the risk could be financial. Perhaps you signed up for a Beachbody.com uh, subscription. First 14 days are free, by the way. I highly recommend it. I am not a Beachbody consultant, but I have completed many of the programs and they're outstanding. So it could be a financial risk you take. It could be time. It takes time. You, got, you know, I recommend exercising, although if you really want to lose weight, you got to change eating habits. But it could be a time. It could be a social risk. Everyone's going out for ice cream. What do you do? I'll just eat my salad, right? I'm losing. This, this, this is a lose weight scenario. Let's say... Let's say you want to start a business. Let's say you want to start a podcast. Let's talk about the podcast you're listening to right now. Thank you, by the way. When I launched this in 2021, I believed it would increase traffic to ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com, the greatest website 
ever created. I believed it would be successful and be downloaded by thousands of people weekly. I also realized it might take some time. So when I started, I would really need that belief. Now, if you take a look back into the show archives, and I highly recommend it because then you might find something of interest to you and you'll, you'll listen to it. You'll notice a drop-off in episodes beginning around December through April. That's because I really didn't believe I could be successful at it. Then something must have clicked because in April I got after it again. I took massive action. Now, will it lead to the success I want? I really don't know. I really don't know. But if I don't succeed, it won't be because I didn't believe and it won't be because I didn't take action. I'm a big fan of taking massive action. What is a dream you'd like to achieve right now and what massive action could you take to make sure you achieve it? All right, so I want you to think, of what, I want you to think about a dream you have right now. What, what massive action could you take to achieve that dream? Maybe your dream is, uh, again, start a, start a business. Well, is there some massive action you could take? First month, maybe? Maybe it's spend uh, an hour before school and an hour after school. Uh, maybe it's getting up an hour early, whatever. Whatever it is, what massive action could you take? Now, what if you take massive actions and you don't have results from your actions? Just being busy, just taking action, just going out there and doing things that have no chance of you being rejected or no chance of you winning is not believing, by the way. So massive action is necessary, but it's not enough. The massive action you take needs to involve some kind of risk. There needs to be a chance of you failing. There needs to be a chance of you winning. Your actions will need to be uncomfortable at times. They will require failing occasionally. They will require doing things you might be afraid of doing. Let's talk about obstacles because they will lead you to what your next strategy should be. So say you have this dream, you're taking action, and you're not sure what your next strategy should be. So again, think about your current goal. Any goal. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a small goal. It could be a school-related goal. It could be you want students to improve test scores by 10%. It could be you want to save 10% of your you want to contribute more to your 401k or 403b or whatever they're called. So we're going to apply this in and out of the classroom. Think of obstacles as rungs on a ladder to achieve your goal. Let's say you have a goal to lose weight. What are you struggling with to achieve this goal? Chances are it has to do with what you eat. I'm just guessing. I know it from my own personal experience, from the uh, personal experiences of others who I've helped uh, lose weight or I've failed to help lose weight. The reason they weren't achieving this goal is because it has something to do with eating. And if that's the obstacle you need to overcome, you have your next strategy. So deal with that obstacle. So whatever obstacle is there, deal with that obstacle. That's your next strategy. So perhaps, so so look at that. Perhaps you get home from work and head straight to the peanut butter jar. Okay, I'm guilty of that. I still do that sometimes. So I get home from work. I head straight to the peanut butter jar. Anyone who's listened to any episodes knows how much I love peanut butter. So I head straight to the peanut butter jar. So I realize that the obstacle of eating uncontrollably is keeping me at a weight I don't want. So I've narrowed it down. I've gone from Okay, my eating habits are keeping me at a weight I don't want. Then I've gotten down to, well, I eat a lot after when I get home from school is when I really, when I get home from work is when I really, that transition, I start, I head straight to the peanut butter jar. And I always tell myself, I'll just have one tablespoon of peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah, right. More like one cup. So, uh, so I realized that, okay, that, that's, that's the obstacle. So I had to come up with a strategy for that. And I worked my way back. So I discovered that, well, I'm incredibly hungry when I get home. So I needed to address the fact that when I get home, I'm incredibly hungry. It's a transition. I head straight to the peanut butter. So instead of addressing the, I'm eating like too much when I get home, I needed to address the amount of hunger I was experienced when I got home. So I know what I'll do. I'll bring an apple and I'll eat that before I come home. Or what I did is I, I would cut up an apple, put it in the refrigerator. So when I got home, I had something to grab that was healthy. And I, and then I would also drink some water. So whatever, whatever the obstacle right in front of you is telling you what you need to do next as far as achieving your goal. So obstacles are our friends. 
we can apply this to the classroom quite easily. If you have a goal to help students achieve on, let's say, a, uh, I don't know what the standardized test is in your state. I forgot what they're even called here, but we have them. So you take the data from maybe an interim assessment or a beginning assessment, and you find out what obstacles are getting in the way of your students of getting a good test score. I'm teaching AP literature right now. So we go over the AP practice test. I'm like, all right, guys, what types of questions are we not doing well on? Then I come up with a strategy. All right, we need to teach this. So you find out the type of question they're missing and focus on that obstacle. Let's say after you focus on that obstacle, there's no improvement because there's a foundational skill they're lacking. So you work on the foundational skill. So the whatever the obstacle is that's preventing them from reaching that goal is the next thing you get to teach. I'm going to summarize this. Kind of been a little bit all over the place. So the way that you believe is by anticipating, starting from where you are, knowing where you're going, what are the obstacles, and then taking action to overcome those obstacles. And the action that you need to take will be uncomfortable and scary because they will be constantly producing rejection and failure. I mean, really, I mean, if, it, if it's something we had mastered, if it's an obstacle, there's a chance it's an obstacle for a reason. And that is we're having, we're struggling with it. How do we know that? Because you're not ready for that end result yet. The way that you get ready is by falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up and falling down and getting up. No one wants to fall down, but how do you know someone believes in their journey to get there? They're moving towards there and they're falling down as they get there. It's not like a smooth ride. I wish I could show you a graph on this podcast episode. Figuring out how requires courage, failure, and action, period. And if you're not out there failing, figuring out the how, I don't believe you that you believe in your dream. So what are some takeaways here? If you really believe in yourself and you really believe that you're going to get your goal, you're going to take action and you're going to take action that scares you a little bit, that makes you uncomfortable. Takeaway number two, you can apply this in the classroom. If you really believe in your students, then you're going to give them challenges. You're going to challenge them. You're going to see, are they taking action or not? And takeaway number three, it's the obstacles, the things that we keep failing at that point us in the right direction, point us to the things and the strategies we really need to work on. Hey, go out and get what you want. And as my good friend Mick Jagger said, you can't always get what you want, but you'll find sometimes you get what you need. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 